When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. An industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Another cool week ahead as far as Wisconsin weather is concerned. Good morning, everyone. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Youngke. So glad you're along with us. Uh, yeah, weather-wise, it is going to stay fairly mild. Cloudy skies today and 77. Partly sunny on Tuesday, 78. Partly sunny on Wednesday, 79 degrees. Tumacher Ag Meteorologist will step in with more weather details coming up. Speaking of details, you know, you get caught up on doing your job. You've got things to get done every day. If you're a Wisconsin farmer, you sure don't think many people are paying attention to your daily chores. But think again, especially if you're a dairy farmer that's working with the Adopt-A-Cap program. It's something that was partnered with the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. And basically it allows school kids across the state of Wisconsin and nationwide to follow the journey of a baby calf as it grows up on the farm. Talking about that this morning with Karen Doster on how this program has helped little kids look at farmers like they're rock stars. Stick around for that conversation and more. Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has a roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin, then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today. FFA isn't about just what you're getting out of it. It's also about what you put into it. And many people don't that blue and yellow jacket. I'm Charity Seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And Jill, you had a chance to talk with the National FFA organization. Tell us more about what you learned and any insight you can give us. Well, I did, Charity. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. I caught up with Cole Bearlocker. He's from Washington State, and he is the national FFA president. We talked about his adventures of the year. We also talked about what he's giving in to the FFA and along with what he plans on getting out. And I did try to tap into a little bit of the national FFA convention. He was most excited about it being an in-person event and thought that the FFA members would be right along with him with all the excitement. Yeah, so I am about eight months into my year of service as a national FFA officer, um, and it's been an absolute whirlwind up to this point. Um, you know, I've been to 21 states so far, clocked in probably a little over like 75,000 air miles is what I'd guess in total, and connected with probably around 100,000 students up at this point is what I'd guess. Um, but it's been an absolute blast. I've loved every second of it. Um, my travel really kicked off in February, and I did uh, FFA week all for all five of my teammates and myself. We all traveled around the country to two different states, had a blast. Like It was just constantly going. Um, so I was in Illinois, 
for the first part of the week and then North Dakota for the second part. And I joke with people. I say, you know, I don't know who I made mad to somebody in North Dakota in February, but everything it was somebody. But it, it was very cold, but I loved it. It was actually, I look back, that was one of my favorite experiences was being in North Dakota, getting to have some really cool connections with students, but to experience the culture up north over there. It is very different than what I'm used to. We had like traditional German food. Um, I got pretty used to like sub-zero like temperatures. And I just had to blast because we went through the entire part of state from Fargo all the way to a little town called Dickinson about 40 minutes from the Montana border. So we traveled the entire state. But that was kind of like that introduction to this year of I'm going to be on the go a lot. I'm going to be in places for minimal amount of times, but the expectation is that I'm connecting with students. And um, that really just kind of showed me that while at times it might be a little challenging, that I have this really cool opportunity to to engage and connect with people from way different walks of life than myself and to learn more about them and their experiences, but also share some of my own as well. Um, and so I've uh, traveled to 10 state conventions this year, which was awesome. So everywhere from New Hampshire to Florida to New Mexico to Iowa, Nebraska, like I've been just about everywhere. And just has taught me about how different every each state is and how different the agriculture is, but also how similar we all are. Um, you know, I look back to Nebraska and it was kind of funny because, you know, people, I'm from Washington state. And so a lot of times people think like, oh, Seattle or big city, but I was sitting down talking to this family and they were just telling me like, oh, we're from a, a little town. Like you probably would not understand. I'm like, let me guess. It's a town less than probably a thousand people. There's a highway through it and um, houses on one side and the other side of the highway. And they're like, yeah, I'm like, that's literally every town in my county. So I'm from a very rural part of Washington, um, right by Idaho, a little town called Colfax. But, you know, I've loved getting to to meet students from, like I said, all walks of lives, from those rural communities, from those urban communities, and just to hear what makes them passionate about agriculture. So those are some of my adventures I've had um, so far. Like I said, it's been a blast, a whirlwind. You know, I feel like it's gone by in a bleak and eye. We only have four months left. And a few big ticket items like National Convention in October and a few things between then. Like I said, my year's kind of winding down at this point, and it's a little sad to see, but I know I've done a lot so far and excited to finish out strong. What do you hope to get out of being a national officer? A whole lot of memories and a bunch of friendships. I think that's the coolest thing I look now is like, in every state I've gone to, I don't think there isn't one where I wouldn't be welcomed back, which is a good thing. You know, that's what I want. Um, but it's just so cool, like, now I have family like all over the U.S. is what it feels like. Um, I was just in Louisiana for their state convention, and it was just such a blast. They have such a great family atmosphere down there. And a chapter, they took me out for um, crawfish. They took me out to a crawfish boil. And, I mean, it was out of crawfish season, so they were a little, a little bummed about that because it wasn't as good as what they anticipated. So they're like, you know what, you come back next March and we're going to take you to a crawfish boil again. We don't care that you're not a national officer. Like, we're taking you back out. And so it's like those types of moments and interactions and connections that I'm building that I know it's just, it's very exciting for me to know that I have like all these friends and family, um, like like chosen family, I guess, in other states that I could come visit, like here in Wisconsin, you know, the Zimmerman family, um, which I know you're related to, they have a huge impact on FFA at the Wisconsin level and at the national level. Um, but they're like family to me now too. So like Courtney, She's like the honorary little sister that I, I do have an honorary little sister, but she's like like my honorary little sister that, um, you know, I tease and pick on a little bit, but just love her to death. And so um, I'm walking away from this year, you know, after October, knowing that like what I got out of is those people and those memories and those connections that they really just last a lifetime. So beyond that example, and when you're done with the office, what are you going to do then? So I will be attending Texas A&M um, in College Station, Texas, which I'm very excited about. Like I said, I'm a Washington boy, so it's going to be a big jump from me moving down there. Um, a lot warmer than what, what I'm used to, but I'm really excited to, to be in Texas and to go to one of the, 
the greatest land grant agricultural colleges in the country. I'll definitely, I definitely think I'll fit in there. I, I have the Aggie spirit already. Like I stayed up to date all on their, their baseball season here uh, about last month. And so I'm really excited for that change. And I'll be majoring in agricultural communications and journalism down there. And uh, hopefully making a lot more memories and continuing that like selfless leadership and um, that drive that I've had as a national officer. I think that's really where I felt like was just like the no-brainer next step for me because there's such a high expectation on how students at A&M, how they operate and how they function. And um, that to me, just like I said, it just felt like the right, right step, that next standard, because I like to have things kind of laid out and planned out and figured out. And um, I just felt like that was going to cater to me well going to A&M. So I'm very excited for that. And um, as to what I do after college, I am not sure yet. Um, I, I tell people my dream job is to be the press secretary for the White House because I'm a chatterbox, and so I think if I'm if I'm in a job where I'm not talking or um, having conversations, I don't know if that's gonna be what's best for me. And so, um, you know, I definitely think a next step is just continuing to communicate clear messages with the people of our country, um, with the people who are involved in agriculture, with the people who aren't involved in agriculture, because I want to be able to continue to be a person that other people can rely on as a voice. And I think that's what I've learned this year is, you know, it's it's hard sometimes being one of six people whose job is to be the face and the voice for over 830,000 members. But I definitely carry myself with a lot of pride in, in having that job and being able to, like I said, just speak eloquently on topics and issues that are dear to students, no matter their backgrounds or walks of life, and making sure that you know I'm representing their opinions and their beliefs well, because you know if it wasn't for, like I said, those 830,000 members, I wouldn't have a job. So it's, it's remembering that and just continuing to serve them to the best of my ability and to take all of their interests and passions and hopes and dreams into heart so I can best serve them. Well, and you talked about serving them, but in a way, you're teaching them and the communication with the consumers. Yeah. How do you see that into your future? You know, and I, th I think for me, like, FFA... I really feel like is about building bridges for people because a lot of our students do come from rural backgrounds. I come from a rural background. I know um, the impact that producers have on 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 my food and the role uh, that producers are serving in, in my everyday life. But I also know there's a lot of students and a lot of people in our country who don't have that same opportunity or the same privilege to come from a rural community to understand, you know, agriculture and why producers and farmers and ranchers, why they do what they do. Uh, and so I think FFA really is about building that bridge for all students to gain hands-on connections. And I think back to a student I met during FFA week in Illinois. Uh, her name was Janice and she came from a very urban area in Illinois, just north of um, Springfield. And she worked at her family's restaurant. And so she joined her ag class to just kind of get um, some more knowledge about mm -hmm. food production and um, that. But when I showed up, Janice was in charge of, of her FFA chapters like piglet operation and so there she was and like her her nails were all done her hair was like done like she was very very you know put together and poised but she's showing me how to pick up a, a piglet and tell me all about the notches on the ear and that to me is just such a cool moment because here's a student who would not have any connection to this otherwise if it wasn't for ffa and agricultural education and she is learning about food production learning about where her food comes from but also learning herself like how she can participate and contribute those life skills and that was just such a cool moment for me to to see how excited she was about agriculture even though she wasn't from a rural community and so I think for FFA it's it's about building that unity um, because we all serve a role in agricultural production whether we are a consumer whether we are a producer we all serve a role to this industry 
And I think it's it's important rather than seeing, you know, an us versus them method, it's or standard, you know, it's an us issue that we we all need to be better about learning about agriculture and understanding where our food comes from and supporting producers and in, in the work that they're doing because it like I said, it takes all of us to to keep this this big wheel turning. And so um, wanting to make sure that we continue with that mindset that, you know, not giving up on people and continue to look for ways to educate them and expose them to agriculture and, and the impact that our industry is having on their day-to-day lives. I'm going to ask a little bit about national convention. Mm-hmm. Any spoiler alert that's going to come up? Hmm. Well, I I mean, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but I'm pretty sure this can be one of the, the coolest national conventions of all time. And maybe I'm a little bit biased because I am retiring this year, but I think it's going to be, it's going to be a really cool one because it's the first fully in-person back or national convention since 2019 they did an in-person convention last year it was amazing i think that was one of like i said one of the greatest conventions we ever had it was just like chills at the session seeing students how excited they were um but we did have to limit numbers a little bit which i mean was a given coming out of covid and and that national office team like i said i couldn't give them enough credit for all the work they put into that year and um last year's team did just did a fantastic job and really stellar humans um but this year we're excited because it's going to be fully back in person there's no restriction on number of students none of that and so i'm hoping fingers crossed that it is a all-time high for national convention attendees membership wise i know we just have reached an all-time high for membership in the country like i said over eight hundred and thirty thousand members that's an almost a hundred thousand increase of students since last year so we're seeing a huge increase in our membership and you know just overall the morale is very very high for members they're very excited to be out and active and doing things and so i just you know i think this is going to be one of the most engaging dynamic exciting conventions that we've ever had just because it's that first fully like back in person and like i said students are really excited so that's that's my spoilers just i think this is going to be a really good one that you're not going to want to miss if you have the opportunity to, to go and that was Cole Bearlocker, National FFA President. And I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I've had the opportunity to be involved in several programs in the Wisconsin Farm Bureau, one of which was the Farm Bureau Institute. It's a great leadership program to help develop leadership skills, whether it's social media skills or the opportunity to speak to legislators and learn different ways and tools you can use to help get your message across. WFBF.com. It really helped my leadership develop. A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Love the look by creating your floors with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. You're in the construction business, you love what you do, and you're good at it, but traveling all over the state for one job here and there is getting old. When you join the crew at SNR Remodeling, your home sweet home every night because the jobs are local. No nights, no weekends, more time for family, and there's plenty of work so you can stay ahead financially. SNR Remodeling. Apply online at snrremodeling.net. SNR Remodeling. Home sweet home. While being prepared is on the top of your priority list, 
Add Englewood grass-fed beef as a key solution to your family's food supply. Englewood offers a broad range of options to deliver antibiotic and hormone-free beef from our farm to your table. Visit englewoodgrassfarm.com and click on the order page. Soon, you'll be stocked up on heart-healthy grass-fed beef. Englewood grass-fed beef, farming to promote the health of our animals and our family of customers. Here, we use a lot of F-words. Food, fiber, and farming. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. And if you were up as early as I was this morning, you could also use the F-word fog because that was happening out there as well. I think it's starting to clear, but it does look like it's going to be an overcast day. Let's find out about it. Time for a Compure Financial Ag Weather Updates. Dumak Ag Meteorologist joining us this morning. Yeah, I was a little surprised by the fog, but it's, it's definitely cool and comfortable outside this morning. Well, and that's a big part of it, Pam. I mean, it's this time of the year. Those temps are warm in the day. We build that moisture in. It cools off at night, and the fog forms. Well, it may be thinning in your neighborhood, but there's a dense fog advisory till 9 a.m. at La Crosse and Boston. That dense fog advisory extends all the way from southwest Wisconsin over to Iowa County, just west of Madison and all. Well, it looks like we're going to have some technical issues with Stu. We'll check in with him on the phone in just a moment. Water hemp. It has been a part of conversations across the state of Wisconsin for a while now, and every year the volume of the conversations about water hemp seems to increase. Dr. Rodrigo Worley, University Extension Weed Specialist, has been trying to address the spreading problem of water hemp for a while. We've been doing lots of work over the past four years uh, with this uh, very, very challenging weed, very challenging weed. Every year we learn uh, something new. And it's, it's just one of those that I call it job security for us, Pam, because it, it keeps evolving to everything uh, we're trying to do. And water hemp is one of the amazing ones because if you look at all the innovation that's coming towards the crop detection, you know, as, particularly as it pertains to weed management, everything is targeted at water hemp right now. Water hemp or palmer amaranth in other parts uh, of the country. So it's amazing how challenging uh, the speedweeds are uh, to our growers out there. Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has a roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin. Then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today. All righty, Stu, let's have that forecast. Yeah, it got a little soggy over the weekend compared to what we thought. Uh, are we going to have measurable rain this week? Hello. Okay, I guess we're going to have to figure it out ourselves. I got to, I, okay, let's see if this is going to work. Are you there now? Here we are. All right, let's have that forecast. All right, Pam, that Compure Financial Ag Weather Update featuring that fogginess this morning. Uh, we don't have to worry too much. There's a small system with some rain out in Kansas, Nebraska, western Iowa this morning. There's a really slight chance there could be a late afternoon, evening sprinkle in Wisconsin in the south. Just that, a really, really slight chance. Otherwise, after the dense fog this morning, mostly cloudy skies in the west, partly sunny east. 
mid and upper 70s. Warmer in western Wisconsin, the northeast winds at 5. Overnight, that uh, really slight rain chance of fog. Clouds may clear a bit later tonight. Upper 50s for lows. Mostly sunny then as we look on toward Tuesday, about 78. East winds at 5 to 10. Mostly sunny on Wednesday. Closer to 80 with the northeast winds at 5. A small rain chance later Thursday with temperatures that through the rest of the week, maybe there's the best news. Hold in the upper 70s, Pam. That is just a little bit cooler than normal, but not, I don't think, cool enough to cause any kind of problems for crop production. So really, it sounds like a nice, comfortable week in store. All right. Excellent. Very good. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with those weather details for you. Thank you very much. You uh, rainfall reporters, Tommy up at Stockbridge, said he got over an inch rain over the weekend. Uh, Mark down in New Glarus, about an inch there, I believe, unless his decimal point was in the wrong place. That's your Compere Financial Ag Weather Update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to our equipment. Check out the affordable, efficient, versatile tractor line at our equipment and ask for Mr. Versatile, Chunk Gill. And from the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, promoting Wisconsin's world-class dairy products since 1983. Look for their proudly Wisconsin badge on dairy products. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net on Facebook and Twitter. We give you the tools, knowledge, and income so you can take your career however far you want to take it. I'm Wynn Davies. W.E. Davies and Sundra Modeling is now hiring carpenters, lead carpenters, boycott a stale career. We want you to take on a fresh perspective to your path in life. We're a local family business offering services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. You can be your next team player to deliver stunning, transformative results. Visit wedaviesremodeling.com. In the agricultural world, we have equipment to put the seed in the ground, take it all the way through its growing season, and put it in the bin. I would definitely recommend Ziegler. The equipment they sell and service is amazing. They care about you, they care about your businesses. They're there to help you, and that's their number one job. Whether you're a large farm, small farm, Ziegler has the equipment that's gonna take care of you and fit your needs, and the support and people to back it up. Reliability is everything, so that's why choose Ziegler. For agriculture equipment, ZieglerAg.com. That squeal you're hearing while you come to a stop, that's your brakes crying for help. At Tom's Auto Center, we offer five-star brake repair on all makes and models. Stop by for a brake fluid and brake inspection. If your brakes are talking to you or screaming for help, we'll diagnose it and give you a written estimate. We want you to be able to trust your brakes. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. When it comes to jewelry appraisals, get to know your Denny's jeweler. There's a number of different reasons a person will do appraisals. We just say bring in everything. It's so fun because it's like when somebody brings that stuff in and they're all excited, then they start thinking about it and where it came from, which is priceless. I'm Pete Denny. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers. We all make choices. When it comes to alcohol, kids make choices whether to drink or not. Bye, Dad. Bye-bye. Remember, I'm going to Alex's party tonight and sleeping over. Hey, Em, have a seat for a second. 
Remind me about that party again. And adults make choices whether to talk about it. That's true of parents and every other trusted adult in a kid's life. Kids want to know our expectations when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. They want guidance and honest answers to their questions. And it makes a difference when the message is consistent and part of everyday conversations. So talk with your kids and help lead them on a positive path. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. You love your home. It's full of memories from the past and even more memories to be made. When you're ready to spruce it up, contact AF Construction. AF Construction will talk to you about your addition ideas like a relaxing three-season sunroom or expanded living space. AF Construction, your local hands-on remodeling contractor, offering line item estimates and eye-popping results. For your free consultation, visit afconstructionllc.com. Get ready for a remarkable new look. Are you looking for a fast-paced job in a fun and exciting work environment? Look no further than Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. We offer a wide range of job and shift availability in both part-time and full-time positions. Competitive wages and great benefits await you at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Visit us in person or check out our website to see all of our job openings. Make work fun and apply for a job at Madison's only casino. Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has the roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin, then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today. Brian Gutekunst, though, Mike, pretty good at what he's been doing so far. I mean, especially where the roster was when it was left uh, to the late, great Ted Thompson. And and Goody was asked point blank um, the other morning about, all right, you know, we've been saying we see some good things from Jordan Love. What does the GM see about Jordan Love's progress that he's making each day in this training camp? Yeah, I think he's really stacked days, and I think you're starting to see a little bit more consistency. I think you always saw the flashes. I think you're seeing the more consistent day-to-day decision-making, um, confidence and letting it loose when, when he sees it, you know, and not, not hesitating or maybe thinking twice. Um, I know Matt's talked a lot about just kind of, you know, things are slowing down for him a little bit. Um, but one of the things I've seen is when he, when he recognizes it, trusting it and then just really kind of be more violent with his throws and just more more, more intent uh, with what he's doing. So, Mike, I feel like Goody's always got to talk him up because that's like that's like a legacy pick for Brian Gutekunst. You know, it's like he kind of upset the apple cart with Aaron Rodgers, but, like, I need to see it. Look at the – I mean, do you want to be the GM right now and after Ron Wolf and Ted Thompson, after Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, you got to come up with a quarterback? Tough, tough. Hello. It's a job for one type of man, Mike, and one type of man only, and that is a UWL graduate, what some people like myself call the Harvard of the Midwest. (laughs) (laughs) Only because maybe I did attend there and graduate from there. As as sharp as Gudikins is, and I was you know talking to Ben about him last night. Really, I don't mind if this guy gets on and says that he's the pilot of the plane. You know, he's a smart, mathematic kind of guy. And, he, and 
and I've joked around with him about, you know, beer drinking, and he said, oh, yeah, we did a lot of that lacrosse, you know, and wink. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but he's 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 one of those guys that he's got tremendous recall, you know, kind of a math and science guy, but, you know, he kind of lacked, I think he followed Ted Thompson too much in terms of, oh, don't talk to your players. You don't want to get bet- between coaches and players. And where Rodgers convinced him, no, you can't do that. You have to be part of the the situation as well. You need to let me go on. You need to listen to me more and my input and what I'm seeing on the field. I could probably help out your scouts on who's more challenging than what you guys see just based on tape of practice. So, um, I, you know, I, I think – but it wasn't that an interesting comment there. He said about he, he'd like to see Love make more violent throws which is, you know, just whip that ball. You just make be more decisive. Rip it real good. Use, yeah, use the arm. Take a shot. Uh, uh, so Jordan was, we talked to Jordan Love heading into tonight's game. And, you know, we said, uh, you know, are there times where it looks like, you know, you've moved the ball, you've, you've clocked it, you know, you've got 10 seconds left, and now you're looking for, that that uh, receiver over the middle to try and get a touchdown as opposed to a pick or deflected, and he's you know he's asked, are you just sometimes torn between you know throwing the bullet or protecting the football and taking the hit when under pressure in practice? There's obviously still times where I'm you know trying to let it rip, trying to make you know throws around people when you know you might want to just find a checkdown in that situation. And the situations you know throwing it away. I think in practice we try and just continue to play the play as much to work scramble drill and work different things. So that'll come out more in the game, I think. You know, but yeah, during practice you try and let it rip, try and make those plays. But uh, it's something that I just need to keep working on. Needs a little John Daly in a mic. Grip it and rip it. That's what I like to hear. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Not to say that Jordan should show up in, in loud plaid pants and smoke <laughs> cigarettes on the sidelines. That'd be kind of cool, though. Yeah. There'll be a lot of guys rested tonight. Um, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon will not play. You're not going to see Sammy Watkins in his number 11 jersey out there. Matter of fact, after the last practice, they did a walkthrough yesterday before they got on the plane. LaFleur called a little meeting, and we realized he was talking to all the veterans that were not going to play, like Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith. And uh, now, the, and the starting defensive line probably not going to get in there because they look so good, and they're in their prime right now. The starting offensive line, all these young guys, they will play. And I want you to look for this number fifty, Zach Tom, when he gets in there, maybe with the second wave. You want to see how Jake Hansen is doing the right guard position, and and Josh Myers, you know, missed a lot of time last year. He's now wearing this big knee brace after that injury last year. So you'll see this young offensive line. A start for Jordan Love, uh, but you, you know you won't see Dylan or uh, or a- Aaron Jones in the backfield. It'll be Patrick Taylor and some of those other guys, and it'll be Jordan Love to Romeo Dobbs. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Wisconsin dairy farmers that take care of their livestock, especially their baby calves, viewed as rock stars by school kids all across the state, across the countryside, sharing that story with you and how they're planning to bring the program back again this fall in classrooms across the United States. Karen Coster is going to be joining us with those conversations. How are you doing, everybody? I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. So glad you're along with us on this, the 15th day of August. On this day, back in 1969, the Woodstock Music and Art Fair opened its doors. 
The iconic music festival known as Woodstock was held in Bethel, New York at the 600-acre farm of farmer Max B. Yasger. Over 400,000 people attended the festival, which is often thought to be a key moment in the anti-establishment movement. In fact, it's funny, we were on a, a farm tour in New York State, actually drove past that very farm where Woodstock unfolded on this day back in 1969. Let's see. Happy birthday this morning to actress Jennifer Lawrence. She's 32. And the recently re-wed Ben Affleck turns 50 today. And now you know. You know, it's not too late to get out and enjoy our Wisconsin parks. Across the state, there's locations that can give you a little peace of mind and uh, appreciation for Wisconsin's beautiful outdoors. During the Wisconsin State Fair, Allison Lund had a chance to visit with DNR Secretary Preston Cole about some new initiatives to encourage more people to get out. It's Allison Lund here for the Midwest Farm Report, and I am visiting with Preston D. Cole, the Secretary of the Wisconsin DNR. So Preston, there's this Out We Go initiative that the DNR has put out this year. What is that all about? Well, it is our way to remind folks who visit Wisconsin and Wisconsinites to get out into our wonderful outdoors. We have 49 state parks, 15 state forests, 84,000 miles of riverbank around the state of Wisconsin, as well as a number of natural areas. We know that getting into the outdoors calms us down. And so we want people in Wisconsin to find their nature, find ways to get out and enjoy what Wisconsin has to offer. You know why? Because we have something special here in terms of the fisheries and our forestry opportunities and just being in the outdoors. So how does the Out We Go initiative push that? Well, it reminds folks who travel here and those who visit, they have a myriad of opportunities to get into a number of different ecosystems. Wisconsin is basically an island with Lake Michigan on one side and the Mississippi River on the other. And in between that, there are thousands of different types of nature-based outdoor ways that people can get into grassland and prairies to river systems. You know, our trout fishery and the western side of the state, those cold water streams are important to folks who like to fish for trout. Whether you want to be in the southwest or in the far deep woods in the northern part of uh, Wisconsin, we know that there's a place here for you. How do you find that folks have responded to this initiative? Well, I will tell you this. During the pandemic, we broke every record in the state of Wisconsin. 4.4 million people came into our park system. We are the number three in out-of-state fishing license sales. And again, that tells you about our fishery resource here. And so we had to implement a number of things to just slow down folks. But guess what? Once they were in our park system and in our doors, we just turned that light on and say, welcome to Wisconsin. And the other part of it being important to our economy in the state of Wisconsin, we have a multi-billion dollar economy associated with people showing up in Wisconsin, spending money, going to, buying their state park stickers, getting tackle, getting the things that they need, eating, drinking, hoteling, all of those kinds of things are important to our nature-based economy. And we continue to open our doors, not only for the folks here in the state of Wisconsin, for people from across the world. So now focusing on this year, how are the state parks looking this summer? What, what have the visitor numbers looked like? We're busy. 
And I haven't seen the numbers as of late, but I can tell you this. Uh, we are 24-7 at this point. We have, um, you know, in December of every year is where people sign up to get their park location and their tent, and they get their car all revved up and ready to go. And in the first week of December, you know that people are standing hovering over their computer to hit that button to get to their favorite site. And those sites go, we're sold out in terms of those electrified sites and many sites across the state of Wisconsin. But that's okay. It's another opportunity for people to go to a different location that they haven't seen. Can some of our top nine parks, you know, Devil's Lake State Park and Pottawatomie and others of that nature are huge and vast and offer a lot of opportunities and different types of natural resource engagement. So we're excited about what that means for us in the future. So I know you mentioned you guys had been pretty busy busy and seen a lot of traffic during the pandemic. What have trends looked like um, going into the pandemic, throughout the pandemic, and coming out of it? Are you keeping those visitor numbers up? We haven't. Those numbers certainly have come back to normal. And that's important for us. And it's important for us that people got into Wisconsin's outdoors during that pandemic. We know that not only, um, you know, COVID provided challenges in terms of our health uh, to our bodies, but also the mental health. Here's where we find that the biggest um, attribute of getting into the outdoors, it slows us down. It calms us down. It makes us know there's something bigger than us. And just sitting under that shade tree, sitting on a bank, you know, walking in the woods, makes us understand better that nature calms us down and has a medicinal approach to calming us down. We value that. We do not underestimate that value of being in the outdoors. Awesome. Again, Preston D. Cole with us, the secretary of the Wisconsin DNR, sharing more about their Out We Go initiative and how important it is to enjoy those Wisconsin state parks and natural areas. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Allison Lund. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFinn Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpeller milk receiver pump, patented by McFinn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. Not much positive to share as far as markets are concerned in overnight activity. Dow Jones Industrial Average right now down more than 100 points. Our December corn is currently trading down 12 at 6.30. November beans are down 36 cents at 14.18. September wheat down 17 cents at 7.89. Friday in Chicago barrel cheese dropped 4 to 188 and 3 quarters. 40 pound block cheese on Friday was up a half at 184 and a half. Double A butter down 4 at 293 and a half per pound. September milk right now is up 25 Five cents in 2005. October milk's up 11, 20, 47, 100 weight. 
On Friday, USDA moved our corn and soybeans expectations around for the state. Wisconsin corn production now forecast at 555 million bushel, up 1% from their previous forecast. Soybean yields, that's down 1% to 115 million bushel. So again, those numbers playing in on the marketplace today. Coming up next, dairy farmers are rock stars in school kids' eyes for the care they give their animals. Stick around. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Hi, it's Preston from Window World. Summer is here, and with it, the hot air. Don't let other companies add to it. We won't lure you in with buy one, get one, or half-off installation. Not Window World, not ever. We offer a no-pressure consultation with straightforward, fair pricing. None of that, if you sign today, or let me call my manager nonsense. Professionally installed at an everyday low price. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We make it easy to access the bankers you know. Bankers who listen to your goals. Then offer expert advice and solutions that simplify even the most complex financial matters. Virtually or in person, we're here when you need us. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. We're known for our sweet moves, but what you might not know is that we can store your stuff too. Yep, from one day to one year. We can hold on to your things on our trucks or in our warehouse. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the unexpected storage move. Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things, well, like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. Mad City Moving. You haven't seen moves like these before. Sometimes it's nice to let the kids have their own space downstairs. It's also pretty awesome to expand that basement into usable living space or entertainment area. Actuate Improvement will transform your basement into a livable area everyone can enjoy. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company specializing in kitchens, baths, and basements. Let's get the conversation started with a complimentary estimate, consultation, and suggestions. ActuateLLC.com Design. Create. Actuate. Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. It is time again to catch up with our friends from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Of course, you know that is the group that works every day to make sure that the message is getting out about Wisconsin's dairy industry. Uh, Research, promotion, education, that is what it's all about. And our hardworking dairy farm families all across the state contribute to that message. Joining us today, Karen Doster from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin with a program that has had some amazing results, all driven by checkoff dollars, and it's called Adopt a Cow. You know, Karen, for many of us, we've had a chance to work with this program a couple years. How long has Wisconsin really been in, in really engaged in that Adopt a Cow program? Well, you know, the program actually has been around for about five years through uh, Pennsylvania Center for Dairy Excellence, but Wisconsin has been involved the past two years. We were one of the first states and regions actually to start participating besides uh, 
Pennsylvania. And we have been so successful with this. This actually over the past two years, we've reached over 3,300 classrooms and over 71,000 students in Wisconsin, many more than we ever expected. And what's so wonderful about this is, you know, many Kids today are so removed from the farm and where their food comes from. This platform, this program really helps to, you know, teach them all about dairy, how it starts on the farm, how it ends up on their plate through their adopted calf. What better way to learn through, you know, kind of a hands-on experience that way. Absolutely. Now, I really want you teachers, you 4-H leaders, Maybe you got Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, anybody that's working with youth, pay attention because we would like your involvement in the 2022 Adopt a Cow campaign, or like you said, Adopt a Calf. Explain what happens, Karen, to bring that message to classrooms, uh, daycares, wherever the audience may be. Tell them what goes on. Okay, well, what this is, is this program is a year-long program, which is great because you're getting that dairy education all year long. And so coming in October, uh, schools and classrooms will receive uh, an adopted cap that's been assigned to them from one of three dairy farms in Wisconsin with a name. It could be a name like Jazzy or or peanut butter or Oreo, whatever the farmers decide to, to name them. And then they will receive regular updates throughout the year. So the calves are born in September. They learn who their calf is in farm in October. Then they get regular updates, pictures, PowerPoint slides, videos. They have an opportunity to chat with uh, or write letters to the farmer, uh, ask questions. And then there's lessons that are com- that actually match a lot of the common core standards in math, science, and reading that go along with to supplement the lessons. And then uh, at the end of the school year, kind of April, May, they get to have a virtual chat and meet and greet with their calf, all virtual. But you know, it's really been very effective. This is a re- really a very effective and efficient way of teaching the kids. Yeah, th- so it's from what I, a program. Yeah, from <laughs> what I've seen, those kids get so excited just to find mm-hmm. out what's happening with their calf. And, and the farmers get a lot out of it, too, from what I'm understanding. Oh, yes. You know, think about this. The farmers, this is a perfect platform for them to share their story about dairy with students. And they can reach, have such a broad reach this way. They can show how they take care of their animals, take care of the land, how they feed their animals, how they love their animals. Uh, And so this is really a a perfect way to, to do that. And the farmers that we have set up every year always rave about it, are excited about it. And, you know, we have three other farms this year that are doing it. And I know they're all excited and and stoked to get ready and get going with it. So much so that we've actually got one stepping back in. Isn't uh, uh, one of our dairies repeating because it was such a great experience? Yes. uh, Synergy Family Dairy in Pulaski is going to be one of our farms again. They were uh, the year before. And actually, we have a repeat from this year, too, Orthridge Jerseys out of Lancaster is our second farm. And then our third farm is Vision Air Farms out of El Dorado, um, kind of in the Rosendale area. So uh, all three of them are are ready to go. They're going to have their calves born in September and uh, work with the program and kids and classrooms and scout troops or whoever does sign up. Again, it's a free program, no charge. We'll learn about their calf in the fall. Now, how can they get signed up? Let's uh, hit them with that information, Karen. Karen Doster, along with us from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. If you're a teacher, daycare, or Sunday school for all I know, anybody that's reaching young minds that could use 
some information about uh, where their food comes from, specifically dairy, how can they get engaged in the program? Okay, well, all they need to do is go to the website discoverdairy.com forward slash adopt. Again, discoverdairy.com forward slash adopt. There's a registration form on there, and it just asks a few questions, you know, basically what grade level, uh, where they're located, um, several questions like that. Then they just click submit, and then they are registered, and then they will start hearing more about this in the fall. And it's through, um, there's a portal that the teachers will be able to go to to find out all their information, see pictures. There's also an app that's new this year. So lots of different ways to engage. I love the lessons as well because it it does match what teachers are looking for, a lot of those common core standards and learning uh, with this program. So uh, it's, it's a win for the farmers and it's also a win for the students in the classrooms too. Now as a teacher, I appreciate uh, having those materials. Is this basically a once a month interaction, Karen? Is it more than once a month? Uh, help me understand if I'm doing lesson planning. Okay, well, what it is, is they they get an initial update, and then three times during the year, they will get updates of what, what the calf, how, how much she's grown, what she looks like, what she's eating, three times during the year. But anytime, they can go to the website or to their portal or to the lessons to integrate that into their learning. Excellent. So, again, it's a year-long, year-long program culminating in the virtual live chat at the end of the school year. Yeah, Karen Doster is along with us. If you're just joining us, we're talking about Adopt-A-Cow, or as it is, Adopt-A-Calf. It's been a fantastic program that's had fantastic success in Wisconsin. As Karen pointed out, last year alone, reaching more than 71,000 students right here in Wisconsin with message about real dairy and what happens on the farm. And like I said, Karen, I know, having talked to the folks at Synergy Dairy, they really made mm-hmm. uh, the effort to incorporate video. It was a family event. It wasn't just mm-hmm. one person on the farm. I mean, the whole family takes direct interest in trying to help those kids understand. Absolutely. And I think that's what we want the students to learn too. You know, that, uh, you know, dairy farming is not just one dairy farmer. It is a family affair. And uh, I know that the students love it when some of the kids that are on the, live on the dairy farm are sharing some of the stories and their, you know, their perspective on it. So, uh, and the kids can actually kind of relate to those students too. So it, it really is kind of a win all around. And I wanted to mention too, Pam, there's been surveys done on this with the uh, teachers and it's shown that students' knowledge has grown by 67% about dairy. Um, teachers observe that their students are eating more dairy and they there's more trust in the dairy industry as a result of this program. These are all based on surveys of the teachers nationwide. So uh, there, it is making an impact, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. Again, uh, Karen Doster is along with us from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. If you are intrigued, if you are the leader of young minds, shall we say, you teachers in particular, and it doesn't really matter. I don't think it necessarily matters what grade level so much, huh, Karen? No, it's K through 12. I would say the majority um, is about 70% are the elementary mm-hmm. middle school, uh, but it's for anybody. We've even had some nursing homes. There you go. Before, too. There. So whatever, whoever's interested in adopting a cute calf to learn all about Wisconsin dairy, it's yeah. for you. Excellent. And we'd like you to get signed up just as soon as possible. The deadline for being a part of the 2022 campaign is September 15th. So take action right away. Again, Karen Doster along with us from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. If you would like to get involved, go to discoverdairy.com and under one of their menu items, you will see Adopt-A-Cow. That will give you the information that you need to participate. And then 
Just stand by. September, the baby calves will be born. October, you will find out which calf that you are going to be monitoring, and the learning begins from there. All brought to you courtesy of your dairy farmer checkoff, 